Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! Well, welcome back, gentlemen, to another episode of the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. My name is Matt Knoll, and I just appreciate you tuning in to listen today to this episode. I hope you find strength and encouragement. Last Wednesday morning, I woke up to record my podcast, and I came down to my studio, and my computer was doing all these updates, and it really set me back for my time. And simply last week, I ran out of time to record my podcast. I do intend for this to be a weekly podcast. If you have been listening for a while lately, you know that I have a lot going on right now in my life. It's quite busy. And I just ran out of time. I literally had to go to work last week. My computer caused me grief. And guess what? This morning I woke up again. And again, I'm having computer trouble. And so... <laughs> Here I am. I finally got things kind of running for this morning. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to jump right into things. I'm not going to, I, I got to go on. So just sometimes you just got to push record and just go. You know what I mean? And that, that applies to life as well. Sometimes you just got to, you know, we try to get all these things lined up and get everything, you know, looking good and sounding good or, you know, all our ducks lined up in a row in life in whatever situation. And you know what? It's never really going to happen. There's always going to be something that, you know, whether it goes wrong or it's not the way you want it or whatever. And you know what? You just got to say, you know, I'm putting I'm putting that all aside and I'm just going to go here. And so that's what I did this morning. I just pushed record. It took me a while to get things going again, but I'm on top of it. It's all good. It is Wednesday morning, June 21st. I think this is the first day of summer, man. I just realized that June 21st. And so that's cool. It's We've been having some beautiful hot weather here. And uh, yeah, but it's good to be with you. And we are this morning, guys. We are just going to jump right into today's topic. Okay, moving on. Uh, and what we are talking about today is when a man is all in for Jesus. That's what we're talking about. When a man is all in for Jesus. Now, if you're listening right now, you're probably a man. Uh, we, occasionally, we've had, uh, I've had a couple... Um, uh, female listeners let me know that they're listening and they appreciate the podcast, which is cool. But obviously, it's right in the title. This is a podcast that's targeting Christian men. But I don't know. Husbands, maybe your wives are listening to maybe hopefully listen and, and, and hear more about what it's like to be married to a man, <laughs> right? You know, more about their husband. And uh, that's cool, too. But uh, so if you are a woman listening, I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. 
Um, and I hope you do learn some things and are encouraged as well as a Christian woman. But anyways, this is for men. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about when a man is all in for Jesus. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple, which means a follower of Jesus, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So that's for you and I. If you want to follow Jesus, then Jesus says, okay, I want you to follow me as well, but you need to deny yourself and pick up your cross daily and follow me. Picking up your cross daily means being willing to suffer. You're all in for Jesus. You are picking up your cross. You've laid everything down. You've laid down your rights. You've you walked away from your sin. You've turned from your life of sin and selfishness. Now you're following Jesus. You've repented. You've turned. Now you've laid all that down. You're picking all that up and you're and you're you're taking your cross, which represents the sacrifice of sins that Jesus paid for us. And you're laying down your old self and you're picking up your cross, your new self, and you're following Jesus Christ. You are denying you and you're following him. That's what it means. To follow Jesus is to deny yourself and to follow completely, all in, Jesus Christ. And listen, when a man truly does that, I'm not talking lip service. I'm not talking, you know, we can easily say, I love Jesus, I serve Jesus, and then and then live a different way. Right? We can say one thing and do another thing. Right? That's the definition of hypocrisy. You you I there's been times where I feel like I've been a hypocrite, where I preach one thing and do another thing, or I don't practice what I preach, or I, you know, say one thing and I feel like I'm I'm doing another thing or I'm saying another thing. You know, you say this over here and then you say this over here. That's what being a hypocrite is. And we don't want to be men who are hypocrites. We want to be men who are followers of Jesus, like for real, like all in. And when that's you, you are entering a war zone. You're entering a war zone. When you want to be all in for Jesus, you are entering a battle. You're entering a spiritual war zone. Amen. It's true. And when you think about war, war is dangerous. War is frightening. War is painful. It is. And that's what you will experience when you follow Jesus for real, when you're all in for Jesus Christ. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. He said, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. So if your desire is to please the one who's enlisted you in the war, which would be Jesus, which would be the Lord, then you are going to suffer like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Listen, that's what this podcast is, the Frontline Podcast. We are soldiers of God. We are men who are soldiers of God fighting in this war for Jesus Christ. And we are not standing in the back line. We are, we're standing in the front line. We're not standing behind, you know, trying to avoid the battle, avoid the opposition. We are, we are men who are on the front line of war and we are saying, bring on the opposition. We are going to stand up for Jesus Christ. That's the men of God that we are and that we want to be. And that's what it means to be all in for Jesus. 
Now, as you know, I'm a Canadian. And in Canada, if you follow Jesus Christ, people are going to mock you for it. Not everybody, but a lot of people in Canada, in the world, but I'm talking Canada, you are going to have to face some mockery if you want to be all in for Jesus Christ. Uh, People are going to get angry at you. People are going to disagree with you. They're not going to believe uh, your God. They're not going to believe your faith in Jesus. They're not going to believe the Bible that you that you follow, that you read, that you preach, that you talk about. They're they're going to disagree with you. Uh, people may stop being your friend. People might fall, unfollow you on social media if you mention the name Jesus on social media. Uh, the government in our nation. Uh, the government is going to make laws and are making laws that oppose Jesus, that actually are against the things of God. And uh, and we're seeing that happen all over uh, the world, but we're seeing that in Canada as well. Um, government's going to implement rules and laws and, and bills that are in opposition towards the things of Jesus. And we're going to have to confront that as followers of Jesus if we're all in for Jesus Christ. We're going to have to say that if there's laws in the land that we, first of all, we want to be men who obey the laws of the land. But if laws are implemented that are in complete blatant opposition to the word of God, to the Bible, to Jesus Christ and how he commands us to live, then we're going to have to, in a humble, bold way, stand against those things, right? If they ever implement a law that you can no longer preach the Bible in your church and me being a pastor and a preacher of the Bible, um, I'm going to have to make a choice. Am I going to obey God or obey man? And so that's that's what we're going to have to, these are things that we're going to have to be up against and some people are up against and there's a lot worse suffering um, all across this world. Some people in some uh, nations, some countries who have to follow Jesus basically underground you know, there's churches that meet in different, you know, places in different countries in the world that literally have to meet in secret to worship God or else they'll be killed or they'll be arrested. And and right now, we don't deal with that in Canada. There might be a day, the way things are going, how 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 the world and, and leaders and govern, government hate Jesus Christ. It, it might come down to that where we are arrested in Canada, in United States, you know, Land of the free. I mean, not so much anymore, it seems, right? Because it's an attack against Jesus. And we're, we want to be men who are all in for Jesus. So if you're a man who's all in for Jesus and the world hates Jesus, Jesus said the world's going to hate you like they hated me as well. And so get ready for it. If you're not experiencing that now, get ready for it. It's going to get worse. It's going to the attack against Jesus against Christianity is going to get worse. It's going to get harder and more difficult. But we want to be men who are all in for Jesus, daily picking up our cross and following hard after Jesus Christ. That's the kind of men we want to be and we are going to suffer for it. We're in a battle. We're in war. We're going to suffer for it. And a lot of Christians are suffering on a global scale. There's an organization called Open Doors World Watch, and they released a list in 2023 um, of, of recent Christian persecution on a global scale. Every day, globally, 13 Christians worldwide are killed just because of their faith. And so you, you, you might hear that number in light of, 
you know, people who are killed in mass shootings, people who are killed, um, you know, in earthquakes or by disease or things like that and think, oh, 13 Christians who are killed, that's not a lot of Christians. Every day, 13 Christians are killed because of what they believe, because of their faith in Jesus. That's 26 every two days. You do the math, 13 times, you know, 365. That's how many Christians are killed every day on a global scale because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Every day, 12 churches, Christian churches are being attacked every day. Every day, 12 churches are being attacked every day. Every day, 12 Christians are unjustly arrested or imprisoned and another five are abducted. Why? Because of what they believe. So we are being attacked and experiencing suffering and persecution because of our Christian belief, our Christian worship, our Christian faith. And it's only going to get stronger and more aggressive and worse as the days go by. Because people love sin more than they love God. People want to love themselves more than they want to love Jesus. People want to be God. People don't want to serve God. And that's the problem that we are facing in the world that we live in. And it involves suffering. When you want to swim upstream and everybody else is flowing downstream, you are going to face some opposition. You're going to suffer. You're swimming hard up current when everybody else is just flowing you know in their in their little tube down the, the the rivers of society down the rivers of culture just doing what culture says just doing what anybody says and not taking a stand for God not taking a stand for righteousness and that's the men of God that he has called us to be all in in North Korea it ranks number 1 as the world's worst persecutor for Christians Uh, Being a Christian in North Korea is a death sentence. If not killed, Christians are taken to labor camps as what they're calling political criminals. Kim Jong-un is reported to have expanded the system of prison camps in which an estimated 50 to 70,000 Christians are currently being held in prison. So the things that you would see in the Bible of, you know, the apostles being imprisoned for preaching Jesus, it's happening now, not in Canada. I mean, actually, it is happening in Canada. Throughout the pandemic, Christians would stand up for God. And I I, I did not agree with all of the ways that they stood up for God. Let me make that clear. I don't think that we need to stand up in a form of rebellion necessarily. We need to stand up in humility and boldness, yes, but we have to use wisdom. We, we don't want to, you know disgrace the name of Jesus by, you know, standing there yelling and screaming, you know, in a, in a spirit of anger, you know, and rebellion. We want to, we want to stand for God in a spirit of love and boldness and humility. And so that's a whole other topic there. But some people, we, we are seeing people in Canada who are being arrested. Apparently it, you know, the, the law in Ontario and, and in my nation of Canada is that if somebody comes to you and they're struggling with sexual identity, you know, even your child or a young person and they're 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 unsure, you know, that you can be and you can be arrested if you encourage them and try to, you know, get them into some counseling or to 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 you know what they're calling conversion therapy. If you encourage them to find some counseling or to, you know, 
Continue to be the boy that you are. Continue to be the man that you are. You know, you're not a woman. You're a man. You're not, you know, a man. You're a woman. If you encourage them, they'll. it's under the label of you're trying to convert them from who they really are. You can be arrested now in the province where I live. And so it's happening. It's happening. And it's an it's attack against God. It's, it's an attack against people who are made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. It's an attack against Jesus Christ. And we're going to experience suffering more and more as followers of Jesus Christ. We will. It's going to happen. Listen to the Apostle Paul's uh, last charge to Timothy before Paul died. Uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 to 11, he says, But you, Timothy, certainly know. Now, Timothy was his good young friend. He was mentoring Timothy. Timothy was a young pastor, and Paul uh, kind of took Timothy under his wing. And so he says, Timothy, certainly um, you know what I teach. You know how I live. You know, you know the man that I am. You know what my purpose in life is. You know my faith. You know my patience. You know my love and you know my endurance. So Paul writes these things saying, Timothy, you know these things about me. All these, you know, these, you know, good attributes, these, um, these good qualities of the man that I am, what I teach, what I live, how I live. You know, you know my faith in God. You know my patience. You know my love. You know how I have to be a man of endurance. But then he also writes in verse 11, you know how much persecution I have suffered and I had to endure. He's like, you know all these good things about me, but you also know how much persecution and suffering I have had to endure. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, in Iconium, and in Lystra, but the Lord rescued me from all of it. So Paul was a man of great knowledge, great authority, amazing experiences in God. He was a man of great faith and great love and patience, the Bible says. But he was also a man who suffered a lot for Jesus. And notice he said, but God brought me through all of it. Let me just kind of stop there, pause there for a moment. When you are suffering for Jesus, you you need to understand that God is walking with you in that suffering, right? Like David wrote in Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me and your rod and your staff comfort me. And that, that, that's true for you as well. When you were in that valley of suffering, that valley of darkness, you need to know that God is walking with you and he's going to see you through. Amen. As long as you keep going forward, don't try to bail. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to retreat. Keep going forward. Amen. Because God's going to see you through it as well. But Paul's like, Timothy, you know all these great things about me, but you also know how much persecution and suffering I have had to endure as a follower of Jesus. And if Paul suffered, you and I are going to suffer as well. Now, suffering in the dictionary, it means the state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. So when you think of the word suffering or persecution, it means anything that's just hard. Man, I'm going through some hardship right now. That is the suffering that you and I are going to have to face. It's hardship. It's distress. It's pain when you want to be all in for following Jesus Christ. Listen, being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus, it's hard. It's hard work. You're like, come on, Matt, we're not saved by works. I'm not talking about that. If you are a soldier, you are you are working hard to fight. 
you're on point, you're you're focused, right? But you feel the pressure when you're in the battlefield. You feel the pressure all around you. You wake up knowing that you are at war. You wake up knowing that you're not just walking in the park, you know, you know, smelling roses and sipping on your coffee. You are in battle. You feel the pressure. You feel the stress. You feel the opposition. You see the temptations all around you. You you feel the spiritual warfare in the spiritual realm of this battle and life that we're living in. But that's what you will be up against when you're all in for Jesus. So what are some specific sufferings that Paul had to endure? Paul's like, you know what I had to endure. What are some of these things that Paul had to endure? Well, it's found in the scriptures in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 27. Listen to what Paul writes. He says, I've been put in prison more often. I've been whipped times without number and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day drifting at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I've faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but they're not. I've worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty, and I've often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Look at all the suffering that Paul had to endure. And this was a man who loved Jesus. This was a man who loved God. He was all in for Jesus. There was a time in his life when he was known as Saul where he hated Jesus. He hated Christians. And then Jesus revealed himself to Paul and changed his life. And he and Paul received salvation and was given a new name. He was, he was now Paul. He was made a new creation in Jesus Christ. And he was all in. And look at the things that he had to suffer. Look at what he went through. In fact, Jesus said that about Paul when, when he blinded him. If you know in Acts chapter 9 that, that Saul was blinded by the glory of Jesus and saved. And, and the, the Bible says that Jesus said, I must show Paul what all the things that he must suffer for me. And then we just read it in 2 Corinthians of all the suffering that this man who loved God, he trusted God, he served God, he preached about God, he preached the gospel, he planted churches, he went on a mission missionary journeys to plant churches, you know, to, to, to be to have ministry happening about preaching Jesus, right? He wrote scriptures. He mentored young men in, in the faith. He was all in for Jesus. And look how much he suffered. Look how much he suffered. And so if it's going to happen for the Apostle Paul, then you and I have to understand that we are going to have to suffer as well if we are going to be all in for Jesus Christ. And so... Look what Paul writes then for us. This, this is for you and for me, okay? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, he says, Everybody who wants to live a godly life, in other words, everybody who wants to be all in for Jesus, is going to suffer persecution. Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. So if you truly want to live a life that's all in, you will soon discover that it's not a walk in the park. It is a battlefield. It is a war zone. Excuse me. There's a war in your mind, in your thoughts. 
There's a war in your words. What's coming out of your mouth? You realize, man, there's this battle. I want to just spew all these words that I used to talk like. And, you know, I, I can't. Now there's a battle. I'm going to bite my tongue, right? Gossip and cussing and you putting people down and all that stuff. There's a battle in your words. There's a, a battle in your marriage. When you are a man and you're a Christian man and you have a Christian wife and you're serving Jesus together, you are going to see that the enemy will try in little sneaky ways to come and bring division and tension and, and come in between you and your wife in your marriage. There's a battle in your marriage. If, if the enemy can take out your marriage, then he can get your kids if you have children. Then he can get your ministry if you're in ministry together. Whatever it is, your marriage will be under attack as well. There's a war against your sexual purity. Of course, we live in a world that's very sexualized. It's everywhere you go. And men are at war in that uh, area as well. There's a war within your finances, right? The enemy would love to bring you to a place of poverty and, and lack and struggle. And, and I've had many times throughout my years of, of being a, a man who follows Jesus where it's just, it's hard financially, right? And, and, and we're not in it for greed. We're not trying to, you know, follow Jesus to make millions of dollars. No, of course not. But, but what, what even it seems sometimes like when you start to get ahead, you start to get some savings and you start to get ahead financially and there, there's the attack against your finances, right? You lose your job. Or, or you miss, you know, a week of work of sickness or whatever it is, or your car breaks down. Now you got to spend all your savings on your car, whatever it is. There's a battle in your finances. There's war in your family. The enemy will try to like attack your kids and, 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 and make arguments and tension between you and your relationship with your children. Bring division between fathers and mothers and their children. That's the, the war within the family as well. And if, if you are in pastoral ministry or podcast ministry or any kind of ministry, you know, specifically within the church, you know, or within, you know, any kind of media ministry or whatever it might be, there's going to be a battle against you. I know multiple podcasters, Christian podcasters who just have expressed to me how hard it can be sometimes, right? There's many times where I'm about to preach a message at my church and I just feel, you know, literally physically trembling. I feel so sick. Even just this past Sunday, I was feeling just so nervous before I went up to preach. And I, I leaned over to my wife. I said, would you just pray for me? And she's like, right now? I'm like, well, not just in your, in your heart. Just pray for me. I'm about to go up there, right? Because I was feeling that war against the ministry that God has called me to be. And so those are areas of our lives. If we're all in for Jesus, you're going to experience war and suffering in those areas. Because in 2 Timothy 3.12, again, it says, everybody who wants to be all in, who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. It's going to happen. Will It's going to. It will. It will happen. You can't avoid it. It's part of it. It's part of the cross. And so it's part of the price that you pay for picking up your cross. So the question is, are you willing to pay that price? Are you willing to pay the price for being all in for Jesus? Because it's going to cost you something. You can't just say, I'm living for Jesus and then just live like you want to. You're going to have to lay your life down for Jesus Christ, for the things of God. You are you have died to your old man. Now you are living as the new man that God's made you to be in Christ Jesus. You no longer live for yourselves. Now you live for Jesus. You deny yourselves daily and you follow Jesus. And if that's you, you're going to suffer for it. Are you willing to pay that price? Are you? Now, 
I want to share with you some of my personal thoughts of some of the worst suffering that I believe we as Christian men will experience um, in this battle when we want to be all in for Jesus. I believe that one of the hardest, if not the worst form of suffering that you will face when you want to be all in are the thoughts in your mind, that battle in your thoughts. And you will have thoughts like this. Will God truly forgive me for my sin, for my failure? I keep falling. I keep stumbling. I keep screwing up. You know, like the Bible talks about in Proverbs where it's like, 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 a, um, like a dog who goes to his vomit and starts eating his vomit is a, a man who returns to his folly right? You just keep going back to your sin. You just keep going back to your eating that vomit, right? It's like, it's like the psalmist said, he's like, my sin is ever before me. I just, I'm constantly aware of my sin. And maybe if you're struggling, you can feel like, will God truly forgive me for this? I just keep messing up. Is God mad at me? You'll have thoughts of that. Is God mad at me? Is, is, is he pleased with me? Does he still delight in me as his son? You'll have thoughts that say, will God provide for my needs right now? My family, we need a place to live. We need money to pay our bills. You know, how am I going to buy groceries for my food, my food for my family? You know, I'm out of work and will, will God provide for my needs? Am I good enough? Am I educated enough for God? Oftentimes that's a big one for me, gentlemen. I, I have to battle against that as a lot is feeling smart enough to to, to preach the word of God, to be a pastor, smart enough to be a, a Christian podcaster. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm educated enough. And these thoughts are war in your mind. Will God protect my family? Will God guard my marriage? Will God protect my wife as she goes about her day? Will, my, will, will God protect my kids at school? You know, they're in the public school system because I can't afford Christian school. I can't afford private school. So my kids, they're in the public school system. Was God going to protect them? You know, God, give me wisdom. Should I take them out of school? You know, should I homeschool them? Lord, I don't, I need to work. My wife needs to work because we have to provide. We can't homeschool. All these thoughts that we are up against. Will God see me through this dark season in my life that I'm in? Will God strengthen me in times when I'm tempted? Will God allow me into heaven when I die? When I die, I don't know, will I go to heaven? I believe I will. The Bible talks about it, I will. I trust Jesus. I believe I'm saved according to the word of God, according to my profession of faith. By the grace of God, I'm saved. But then you can have these thoughts of, am I really saved? Are you really saved? When you die, will you go to heaven? Am I actually saved? Is God actually real? Have you ever had that one before? God, are you real? Are you really real? These are thoughts that you and I will be up against. Does God actually love me? I don't feel God's presence. Is he with me? I feel so alone right now. These are some of the questions that your thoughts will bombard you in your life if you want to be all in for Jesus. And I believe this can be some of the worst suffering that we will face. Listen to five questions that David asked in Psalm 13, verse 1 to 2. David has questions as well. David has these thoughts as well. And he says, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Do you ever feel like that, gentlemen? You feel like God's literally hiding his face from you? How long, Lord, are you going to forget about me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts day after day, have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? 
David is experiencing suffering. He feels like God has forgotten about him. He's battling in his mind. How long must I suffer in my thoughts? How long will you forget me, God? Is it going to be forever? And so David understands that suffering that you and I will also face in our thoughts when it comes to being all in for Jesus Christ. These questions will torment you and they will attempt to do one thing in your life, gentlemen. These thoughts, this war against you, this suffering against you, listen, it is the enemy attacking your faith in God. The enemy is after one thing and that is your faith in Jesus Christ. If he can turn your faith away from Jesus Christ and put your faith on you, on your career, on your money. Now you're trusting yourself more than God. That is what the enemy is trying to do. Your faith in Jesus is the target of the enemy. And he will use these questions of torment and suffering to try to rob you of your faith in God. Satan wants your faith, man. Listen to me. Satan wants your faith. The Bible says you need to hold on to your profession of faith. Don't waver in unbelief. Right? The Bible talks of Abraham, a hundred-year-old man. You know, God's like, I'm going to give you a son. And the Bible says that Abraham did not waver in unbelief, but he believed God. He believed because God said it, it would happen. Listen, gentlemen, God is faithful. God is for you. God is fighting with you right now. God is walking alongside of you in your life, in your season of darkness, in your season of struggle right now, in the season of struggle within your marriage, within your finances, within your family right now, within your job, within your health. God is walking with you right now. Don't allow the lies of the enemy to rob you of your faith in Jesus Christ, to, to, to silence your profession of faith in God. Hold on to that profession of faith because Satan wants your faith. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, Paul says the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, clearly says that in the last days some will abandon the faith Another version says, depart from the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Listen, there will be men, genuine men of God who love Jesus, worship Jesus, preach Jesus, trust Jesus, that they will be seduced by demonic spirits and they will depart from their faith in Jesus Christ and they will leave. They will abandon their faith in God. It can happen, gentlemen. I don't believe that a man can lose his salvation, but I do believe that a man can forfeit his salvation. We are saved by faith. And the Bible says, the Spirit says in this passage here, that men will depart from their faith in God. We cannot be saved without faith in Jesus. We are saved by faith in Jesus. If you depart from your faith in Jesus Christ and now your faith is in you and this world system, now you are no longer following Christ. Your faith is no longer in Christ. You have departed from it. You've turned from your faith and you forfeited your salvation in God. He will never leave you. And it's very hard to come to this place. But if you allow the worldliness and sin and, and these worldly things, these belief systems into your heart, you start to believe the world systems. You start to believe the, the ways of the enemy. 
you become deceived by doctrines of demons. You, You are being led astray from the true, genuine faith in Jesus Christ. You are led astray. Now you're following the ways of this world. You're following the pleasures of sin. You've turned from your faith in God. The Bible says that many will abandon their faith. And now instead of following Jesus, being all in for Jesus, they're following themselves and they've been deceived by spirits and things taught by demons. This will happen. The Holy Spirit says it in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. We have to be aware of this. These were men who trusted in Christ and they, they chose to abandon their faith in Jesus. Satan is going for your faith. And he will use suffering to cause you to no longer trust in God. It's too hard. The pain's too real. I can't take this pressure anymore. I can't take this stress anymore. I can't take this spiritual warfare anymore. I'm turning from my faith in Jesus. I'm leaving it there. I'm abandoning my faith and I'm just going to be all in for me. I'm just going to live out the last 20, 30, 40 years of my life for me. Don't do that. Don't give in because Satan is going for your faith, gentlemen. When Christians suffer and they go through trials, you and I will be tempted to quit. We will be tempted to doubt God. If you are going to be all in for Jesus Christ, gentlemen, you must be strong, strong in your faith. You must be strong in what you believe. You must be strong every day because you're not going to wake up every day feeling like serving Jesus. You're not going to wake up every day feeling like you want to serve God, like you want to be all in for God, all in for Jesus. There will be days where you feel like you just want to serve your flesh, but you can't give in to that. You must be strong. You and I must be strong in our faith, gentlemen, if you want to be all in for Jesus because the attack is against your faith. You must be focused. The Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You must be focused, fixed upon that which lies ahead, the Bible says. We must be men who are focused on God, focused on the word of God, focused on Jesus Christ, focused on the men that God has made us to be, focused on the men that God is creating us to be, focused on the mission that God has placed before us, focused on the job at hand, what God has given you to do. You must be focused, men of God. You must be honest, men of God. Don't live in lies. Don't hide things. Don't live secret lives, double lives. Be honest men, transparent men of God before God and before people. And you must be men who endure till the end. The enemy is going to try to stop you. The enemy is going to try to distract you. The enemy is going to try to pull you off course. The enemy is going to try to make you stop in your tracks and turn because it's too hard and find you retreating turning from following Christ. Now you're in retreat mode. Don't do that. You must endure forward. You have to keep moving forward. You have to endure until the end. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 4 to 13. Jesus said, don't let anyone, he's talking about the the end times before he comes back. He says, don't let anybody deceive you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. And they will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. Yes, these things must take place. But the end won't follow immediately. 
Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. We're definitely seeing that. But all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. And then you will be arrested and persecuted and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you are my followers. Notice what he says there in verse 9. This is Matthew 24, verse 9. Jesus said, you will be hated all over the world. Why? Why? Because you are my followers. When you follow Jesus, people will hate you. Jesus said it, and it's true. Verse 10, and many will turn away from me. There it is again. Jesus is basically repeating what the Apostle Paul said as well. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. And listen to verse 13 as I close this podcast. But the one who endures till the end will be saved. Jesus said that, Matthew 24, verse 13. But the one who endures until the end, he will be saved. Men who don't endure until the end. Men who don't hold on to their faith in Jesus Christ until the end, until they take their last breath or until the end when Christ returns. Men who don't endure till the end, all in for Jesus Christ will not be saved. Jesus said all who endure in faith until the end will be saved. Men, we are at war. We are at war. And if you want to be all in for Jesus, you're going to suffer. You're going to, there's going to be a price that you have to pay. Are you willing to pay that price? Are you willing to lay your life down to live the life that Jesus wants you to live? Are you willing? Maybe up until this point of even listening to this podcast, you've been just serving yourself. You've just been all in for you, your career, your money, your relationships, your friendships, your hobbies. All that stuff's great, but we're not called to live for that. We're not called to be all in for that. We're called to be all in for Jesus. And I encourage you to make this podcast a turning point in your life. Where you're like, from this point on, Jesus, I want to be all in. I want to live my life denying myself, picking up my cross daily and following you, Jesus. And I want to remind you, and I know this and you know this, I'm sure, you can't do this in your own strength. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Word of God. And you need brotherhood. You need brotherhood. You need brothers who you can fight with, who you can be all in with. And so if you need some encouragement, if you need some prayer, I would love to be praying for you. You can email me, standingonthefrontline at gmail.com, and you can connect with me on social media. You'll find me at, I've actually changed my handle. It used to be at the Frontline Man, but you can find me at underscore Matt Knoll on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can follow the podcast again on, on YouTube. It's at underscore Matt Knoll. I post videos there of the podcast ministry and some preaching ministry as well. But find connection. Find connection with brothers in your local church. Find connection, you know, people that you can 
talk with and pray with and be encouraged by and be an encouragement for because you can't be all in by yourself, gentlemen. You need brotherhood. You need Jesus Christ. You need community. You need God. We need each other. We need the Holy Spirit. But we want to be men who are all in. So I hope that you're challenged and I hope that you're encouraged by today's podcast. And can you do me a favor? Can you leave me a rating on on Apple Podcasts and a review? Just write some nice words there. If you enjoy this, leave me a five-star review. And also on Spotify, leave a five-star rating. And subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. I'd love to connect with you there. And uh, yeah, if you need anything, you can email me, standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. So gentlemen, until next time, just keep being all in for Jesus, okay? Keep standing on the front line, firm in your faith for the glory of God. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me on the front line. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I am prepared. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.